in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hello, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over a decade, and each week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. That is what we do every single week. Yeah. So what's new? (laughs) You know what? This is not one of my stories, but it just happened to me at the supermarket, and I want to know your thoughts on it. I almost see it as an extra news story, not like a personal story, because I want your thoughts on this. I'm in line, right? And I have, I'm buying the groceries for the week. Mm-hmm. A bunch of things. Baskets full. More than one basket? Yeah. Well, no, just one basket. The basket oh. is full. Oh, and I think it's a basket's full. No. And this guy behind me, a uh, young hot guy, and he's just carrying like a six pack of beer. Yeah. Right? And you're like, you can get in front of me if you want, as long as you bend over. Oh, whoops, I, I dropped you... this. I actually did yeah. drop something. He had to bend over and pick it up. <laughs> but I go, you can go in front of me. He goes, are you sure? I go, yeah. And then like literally right after him, there's only one checkout stand open, by the way. Someone else walks up with one item? A woman with nothing in her hands. Nothing. <sighs> and then I said, you know what? Sorry, bitch. You, if, if she had one item, I actually would have let her go. But she had nothing? Because I think you, I, the sigh says that you're on my side here. Well, it could be like cigarettes, so then the person yeah. has to walk away. Yeah. To me, nothing in your arms means a long time. Trouble. <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that means you're bringing something back or you couldn't find something. And I could tell she was waiting for me to say you can go. I could go ahead of her. I mean, she could yeah. go ahead of me. I never did. So the best part is, is very soon after, uh, another guy says, I can take you over on this next Check out. So, in essence, she goes she in wins. front of me. Yeah. Right? Mike, I had a basket full of stuff. It went through. I paid. I'm walking out. She's still at the register. Oh, uh, you did so good then. I made the right choice. I know. I felt bad. I, I almost, because of my social anxiety, I almost don't want people to say go in front of me. Like, I just get really awkward about it. I'm like, I could just wait. Do you know oh, what I mean? Like, I get angry if they don't. I really like oh, you have 20 things. I'm buying a piece of carrot. One, not even a whole carrot, a piece of a carrot. <laughs> but I feel like what if they are in the same situation you were just in where they let one person go? Yeah. And I, I'll just wait my turn. I'm fine waiting my turn. Anyway, uh, what? so there's big news in the world of Mike Lawson. Oh, uh, yeah, this week. Joey. I got a new job. I'm quitting my job and starting a new one next week or um, a week from now. So does that mean now you can finally admit you don't have diabetes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> Plot twist. Um, you. This has kind of been sort of secret. You know that I've been uh, interviewing for a position. Sort of burnt out at my current job. A lot of transition and changes have been happening. So um, those transition and changes have just kind of burnt me out and made me sort of unhappy. So... Um, I found a new job, and I don't know how much info I'm going to, like, put out 
here. I mean, it's all easy to find online, but like, it's a sort of political job. It's in my wheelhouse doing like social media and marketing. And it's also still in the healthcare space. So that's cool. It's been a really long process. I did. Would you say it's been almost like two months since I applied? That sounds right. Yeah. Because I remember you were complaining. Yeah, I was. Well, complaining, but I basically thought I didn't get it. I did a graphic design test and then they made me write a fake press release and um that was good enough to get an interview and after the interview it was silent so i was like well i didn't get it um and then like weeks later they called and they were like we sorry we've been really busy we would like to do a second interview and then the second interview interview i felt like i bombed because it was very much focused on kind of the the few things that i thought i was weakest at um so I thought I bombed. I didn't hear from them right away. I thought I would hear from them in the next few days, and I didn't. So I was like, well, I, again, I didn't get it. But then I got it. I got a call, um, and I had to quit my job, which was really hard because, um, I don't know, It's it's been a few years, but it's, like, very personal. Um, the team of people is small and everything, so that was really hard. But then, Joey, do you know what Basecamp is, the web-based project management tool Basecamp? No. It is, oh, it's like Trello, um, which is a thing that we use to keep notes. It kind of is a place to kind of um, collaborate on projects. And so we use Basecamp at my current job, and um, it's how we manage projects. We can assign one another to-dos, and we can keep our own to-do lists and everything there. So in Basecamp, my coworkers... Uh, We have this process set up that if they need artwork, for example, they assign it to me. uh, They put a due date on when they'll need it and all of that, right? So, um, for example, make a a happy holiday banner due December 1st, right, is in my my base camp. But, Joey, I'm leaving October 23rd, so I'm not going to get that. Like, I'm not going to do that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, two of my coworkers this week have started changing all my due dates to this week. Oh, really? That's so Isn't, funny. It's awful because I'm like thinking I have all these like loose ends to tie up, all these projects to close, and then all of a sudden I'm getting these like I'm making their holiday card. <laughs> what? So I'm tempted to like just do it in Microsoft Paint and <laughs> yeah. turn it in like right as I leave. Also, what I happens if you just don't do it? You're like later. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, and I mean this like respectfully. Um, I, there, there's no way I'm going to get to all of these to do's that they're reassigning the dates, uh-huh. um, on. So I'm just going to do what I can. And then, yeah, it's you the know, best you can do. If you don't like it, they can write it in my next review. Now, let me, I have a few questions. One, how would you have felt if you didn't get the job? Would you have been despondent if you would have had to go back to, uh, the diabetes hands foundation? Is that what, am I allowed to say the name of your company? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty public. I I like the place. I like the work that we do. I like all of that. I just had kind of a, so much change has happened in the last year that I felt like the job I was doing was not the job that I wanted anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would have still been looking. Um, if I didn't get this particular job, though, I probably would have waited through the year and started looking again uh, in 2016 yeah. just because there's so many – important projects happening like right now that leaving right in the middle of all of it is tough were you keeping the job search limited to the bay area yeah 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 yeah. there's so much work here and so much work in the area i'd like to be in 
Um, I want to do social media management. I want to do marketing. And there, there's so much of that here that it didn't make sense for me to to so, look outside yet. So when you quit, how did you quit? Tell me about that moment. What did you do? Well, I just messaged my boss. It was on. So we we have um, not it's not Columbus Day. It's Indigenous People Day. We have that day off. And so I called my boss and I was like, hey, I just got, I need to talk to you. It kind of has happened today because I had to give two weeks notice, but I also wanted to get out. I, I told them I would be able to start two weeks from Indigenous People Day. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So I yes. kind of had to give my notice. So I just asked her to call me and we talked and it, it worked How out. How did you okay. say it? Like, I'll be her. Okay, ready? Like, hello. Hi, Mike. What's going hey, on? Hey, I'm just going to cut to the chase. I got a new job. What? Uh, Mike, hello. <laughs> she did actually say at one point she's like so there's like you accepted that offer there's no talking you out of that something like that was there was had you not accepted it was there talking you out of it i had accepted the it's a it's a an increase in pay that i know with i know our current budget so well at the nonprofit i'm at i know that it wouldn't be reasonable to ask for this much more does Mm -hmm. that make sense yeah um, without getting too personal in all of the dollar amounts and stuff, but um, well, yeah. look, here's the bright side: we no longer have to bore the audience with your Fakakta Big Blue tests. <laughs> well, if you want to raise a dollar for charity, though, you answer six questions at BigBlueTest.org right now. That's all you have to do, and one dollar is donated to a diabetes-related nonprofit. People providing life-saving supplies and services to folks touched by diabetes in need and they're collecting big blue tests until november 30th so that's still happening with or without me mostly without me that was a very special final big blue test uh (laughs) promotion what's up with you do you have any good stories to tell mike lawson uh as you know i have this uh cousin named richard he's a week younger than me and he's gay oh he's gay Uh uh-huh oh and um so last Saturday, after I hung out with my friends John and Paul, we saw some movies. I uh, it was it, the movies ended after uh, the movies ended. You know that time um, it, it was like too early to go home, but too late to do anything else. Yeah, it was like around eight forty-five. We were done, and we saw two movies in a row back to back. And uh, so I call uh, cousin of the show, Richard, as I introduced him before, and I said, listen, uh, I'm on my way home, but it's too early to go home and too late to do anything else. You want to go get a drink? A new gay bar had opened in downtown Los Angeles, and I called Mattachine, mm-hmm. co- a gay cocktail bar, and I said, do you want to go get it? We'll just get, I go, we'll just get one drink, because Richard was like, I don't know. I'm already home. I'm already settled. And I go, look, we'll get one drink. And then we'll just go home. And he's like, you know what? Okay. So I get to Richard's house. And as I'm driving to Richard's house, Richard lives in East LA. I can feel there's something in the air. There's something weird. There's a tension in the air. I don't know what it is, but there's a tension. So whatever. And I park my car in front of Richard's house. And I walk inside. And I chit-chat with Richard for a little bit. We shoot the shit. And then we... Oh, I I didn't want to park in downtown. So I called a lift. Mm-hmm. And I get the text that the that the lift's only like a minute away or something. Right. So we walk out to Richard to the front of Richard's house. Richard lives in the back house 
on a property. So we walk out, Richard locks the gate, and as I'm walking out, I actually tell Richard, I go, I don't know, Richard, I go, there's something, there's some sort of fucking chaos in the air tonight. There is a chaos in the air tonight, I don't know what it is. He goes, really? How weird. So he locks the gate, we, we're walking out, and I see the lift car, because he has that pink mustache. Yeah. And I say, there he is! You know, I just pronounce it, there he is! All of a sudden, another car with like tinted windows whips around and right in front of Richard's house. It whips around right next to the lift, double, triple parked, actually, because he's now on the other side of the street. And the window lowers, and this thug, this, like, cholo thug with, like, a shaved head, pops his head out the window. And Richard, Richard and I are close to the street because we're walking to the lift car, mm-hmm. right? And he goes, hey, Holmes, come here. And I'm all, and I was like, "What?" I'm like, "I'm, I'm super confused at this moment, right?" Yeah. And I go, "I'm thinking he needs directions." And he goes, "Where are you from?" And I go, "What?" And he goes, "Where are you from?" I said, "Where are you from?" And then I, I'll be honest with you, I have no idea what he said mm-hmm. because now it's like my world is shrinking around me, partially because I see uh, my brave cousin run for his life, you know. <laughs> Mr. Backbone, he just takes mm-hmm. off. And I go, oh, shit, I'm in trouble, right? And the guy's just, like, yelling at me. And I, I, I'm I, just standing there. I'm just standing there as this cholo is very is threatening me, right? I can tell it's threatening. He's upset with me. Yeah. So here's what's funny. Uh, it reminds me of one of my favorite Japanese urban legends, is this one about this woman who her husband is jealous and he cuts her face from ear to ear. Okay. And she roams the city at night and she approaches children and she asks them, uh, do you think I'm pretty? And right. if the, if the child says no, then she kills them. If the child says yes, then she slices their face from ear to ear. But my favorite part of the story is, and this is what to me makes it very, very Japanese. And this is the advice children give each other. Is if she asks you, am I pretty? And if you just say, oh, I'm sorry, I have an appointment. I must go on. She'll apologize and just carry on and walk away. Okay. That's what I love about that story. That's essentially what I did here. Out of I didn't do it. I, didn't, I, wasn't, I, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have to go. And I like walked inside, like quick walked, not like leisurely walked, like very fast walked into the back of Richard's house. Right. And I think because there were so many people around and the guy was confused Mm-hmm. He just took off. But Richard and I were recapping afterwards, like, oh, my God, like, oh, my God. I was shaking like a leaf. Yes, you have a question. Yeah. No, like, was he drunk or was he? Good question. So, you know, Richard and I, of course, analyzed this for two days, you know. And, and did you eventually get in the lift, I wonder? Oh, okay. So, we get, okay, so this is what happens. <laughs> so we go back to the car and we're, like, hugging each other like uh, Abbott and Costello <laughs> just met Dracula, you know. And... uh uh, we're like, Richard goes, cancel the lift. And I go, fuck that. I go, let's get they in. They charge $5. Yeah, I know. That's fucking $5. No, I said, fuck that. Like, he might come back with a gun, you know, sure. and his thuggy friends. Let's just get in the lift and go, to go leave. We'll come back hours later. He's like, oh, good idea. So we just, like, ran. We ran to the lift car. And, like, we were like, step on it. You know, and the lift guy was like, what? Meanwhile, this lift kid had not seen any of this. He didn't know what we were talking about. 
So in analyzing this for two days, what Richard Knight realized, one, one, he was obviously drunk. The, the Dodgers had played that night and won. And also Mexico had played the USA in soccer and won. And so it was clearly a night for stupid, dumb Mexicans to Do fucking you think get drunk. that's and- the energy you felt? Yes. Well, also, as we were leaving, people were lighting fucking fireworks because they're in the ghetto. Right. And, um, yeah, that was definitely, there was that there was a weird tension. That was what I felt. And we also think, so, also what happened, we think the reason he was upset was, so, Richard lives on kind of a small street, as you've seen on YouTube. And um, there was the lift car double parked in front of the house, right? And then there was a tow truck... Um, taking a car out as well, and so we think that the that this drunk cholo was um, upset because of the traffic. I'm sure that this backed up traffic for a long while, and so he saw me like waving to the left and said, "Oh, this this fucking asshole caused this, and he's drunk and he's a thug," and so he he took it out on me. What's funny is you know since then I've had these um very um. Walter Mitty style uh, fasc- fantasies that like if I when I replayed in my head where I like do a barrel roll behind a car and then throw a ninja star at him, you know, and then kill him in the face or like I haven't I, I whip out like I go like, oh, sorry. And then I whip out like an Uzi and shoot up the car. Yeah. I've had I've had those sort of revenge fantasies in my head. Or he's like a pizza delivery man and just really wanted to know that you lived in the house so he could give you free pizza. <laughs> Like he he wasn't threatening at all. He just well, he was like a hot stuff. cholo and was like wanting to know where I was from so he could know whether he could have sex with me or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, he was not hot. Well, I'm glad you didn't die, um, Mike. I'm remember. telling you, I could have died. Yeah, I know. You texted me that well, night. Well, you were like, well, I think I think I almost died. Well, Richard pointed out later. Thank God I didn't notice this. Richard pointed out that the guy only had one arm showing. Like, he had one hand on the wheel, and then the arm was hidden. That's why Richard said he ran, because he's also a fucking pussy. But Richard said he ran because he saw that the, he wasn't showing his other arm. He's like, I bet he had a gun, you know? And um, so I was like, what? And I freaked out, you know? But we'll never know, Mike Lawson, will we? Never. We'll never know if he had a gun, ever. Joey. Joey, do you know what an FSA is, a flexible spending account? Oh, you, well, you just asked me. You didn't let me a chance to uh, respond. Well, do you know what it is? No. Well, <laughs> no, but you said you said flexible spending. I could have been like, oh, uh, funnel cakes serving uh, astronauts. I didn't set you up for a joke, you're saying? Yeah. Joey, do you know what an FSA is? A flexible spending account? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, um, basically uh, a small amount of money is taken from my paycheck uh, pre-tax and put into this account that I can spend on healthcare related things like doctor oh, copays, yeah, 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 eyeglasses, that sort of thing. So um, it's all pre-tax money, which means that I don't have to save receipts and file a deduction at the end of the year for all this crap. I can just use the debit card that comes with that account mm-hmm. and it can only be used on certain things. Like it won't even... Like it, uh, I can use the card at the the pharmacy, but if I tried to use it like to buy gas, it won't go through. Do you okay. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's very specific on the type of thing you can use it on. So I, as you know, have a chronic condition, and 
so for that reason, I take a large amount of money out of my paycheck every um, paycheck and I put it into this account because I spend a large amount of money on like insulin pump, insulin, eyeglasses, that sort of thing, right? Joey, here's a tip, something that they don't tell you yeah. uh, everywhere. Uh, let's say that I sign up to contribute the maximum am- amount in a year to this uh, account, which I think is like legally you can't do more than like 2,500 bucks. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that because it changes year to year. But what happens uh, to the money at the end of the year if you don't use it? Gone. <gasps> it's just gone. Yeah. So, so but, just use it or lose it. Yeah. Here's the good thing though, Joey. The second you contribute a single penny to the account, you're able to spend all $2,500. So let's say in January I decide to buy a new insulin pump. Mm-hmm. I could spend $2,500 in January, and then each paycheck just kind of pays off that debt. Yeah. Right? So it works in both directions. Like if you don't use it all, that sucks. But if you use it all and, say, quit a job, mm-hmm. right, you following me? Yeah. Then you still get that money is just whatever. Then the paychecks company eats it. Yeah. So – um. I, I think part of that, like the idea is an FSA should help with all this tax nonsense, but also it helps with security. Like I don't have to worry if the drugs that sustain my life will fit into my monthly budget if I have car problems or mm-hmm. something. Do you know what I mean? Like that money is just secure and like is there. So as I told you, I quit my job. I yeah. quit, mm-hmm. which means that as of next Friday, my FSA is closed, but Joey, I had $1,700 in the account. Oh, wow. So I went on a spree because I'm not giving them a penny back. Yeah, well, no. Yeah, they weren't going to give it back to you at the end of the year. So Yeah, exactly. So I, Joey, bought – I went to – well, two places. Well, I went to Warby Parker. You know that? Mm-hmm. They do eyeglasses online. I got two pair of Warby Parker glasses. Yeah. Then I got uh, on a different um, – website i bought a pair of ray-bans yeah and two two pair of prescription ray-ban sunglasses wait why wouldn't you buy fancy diabetes stuff like a really top of the line like pump or like or just fucking diabetes strips to like the end till the cows come home well so the problem with diabetes strips is and even like insulin or pump supplies is my insurance only gives me so much per month right so I'm maxed out at that. I've purchased all that I could. And if I pay full price using the 1700 that's just a waste. Like, oh, I see. You know, in two months, two months of supplies, I could get $1,700 worth. Yeah. But paying full price, but why would I do that? But there is a SA, I'm sorry, an FSA-approved store called FSAstore.com. And you can buy all kinds of crazy shit there. So I have, like, cases of glucose tabs coming. I have... Just the most random stuff, neti pot. Oh, that's um, smart. Just all I just bought one of everything that I thought I might use. So I have like a whole bunch of shit coming, but it's been a spree, a shopping spree mm-hmm. in the last couple of days. But I have so many eyeglasses now. I'm thinking like shit. I hope my prescription never changes. <laughs> Cut till you show up. Well, can't you just change the lenses? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. Totally. Uh, Cut till you show up. The places you're wearing six eyeglasses at a time. Like, oh, hello. Just to show off all your new frames. <laughs> yeah. What's your so, favorite pair of frames? I had a pair of Versace frames. It was yeah. the first expensive pair of 
eyeglasses I bought. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't, I wouldn't call myself a cheap person, but I have trouble spending on big ticket items. Like I get, I just get filled with self doubt. And then also like, um, I just worry about spending that kind of money on stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So I always purchase like cheap glasses, but then I finally, for some reason, I don't know what it was. I just thought like, I really like these glasses. I really want them. So I'm going to, I'm going to spend it. And I had those glasses. I wore them for like five years because they were so nice and I just loved how they looked. They were nice quality. And that that has made me kind of understand the value of having really... I mean, you wear glasses every day. They should be nice. You shouldn't go cheap on glasses because you'll need them every day. Wise words from Mike Lawson. Put it on a bumper sticker. You don't, you don't wear glasses at all. Do not wear glasses. I have perfect vision. Ugh. I like, I like wearing glasses. So, do you? Yeah, let me ask you this question. Let's say a wizard came to me. Not to me, came to me. Came to. Well, she came to me. I said, "Listen, I don't have any more wishes. I'm perfect." Go to this Mike Lawson. He has a ton of wishes. And she goes to you and she says, "Listen." Oh, it's a she. Like wizard to me says man, but okay. I meant fairy, and then it changes to wizard. So now I'm going back to fairy, fairy like a like a princess fairy thing. Yeah. And she says to you, "Listen." Uh, I'll give you one vision-related wish. Mm-hmm. Would you wish to have perfect eyesight? No, I think I would like X-ray vision before that. I do, though. I like wearing glasses. Um, I don't mind it at all. I've tried contacts, and it gives me so many problems. My eyes get, like, really tired at the end of the day. Um, they get red and itchy, and I can't wear contacts for, like, three days in a row. Do you know what I mean? Like... Well, I mean, like, I take them out every night, but I can't wear them multiple days in a row without get, having my eyes get really irritated. So, I have another, uh, I have a question about this X-ray vision because uh, we, uh, as we know, I am a crotch watcher. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to check out crotches when I'm walking around the town. You are not correct. Mm, I appreciate it. I like Doinger shorts, like basketball shorts, and the college kids around Berkeley. Yeah. I, uh, I'll sit and watch that. Oh, okay. I thought you were one of the people who I know. My friend Jonathan, he thinks he he makes fun of me for be, like there will be a guy like literally like a schlong hanging out of a guy's shorts, and I'll be like, oh my god, look at that! And Jonathan, like, what? Well, I'm kind. I'm I'm in between. I I appreciate a good ass in pants or shorts more yeah. than a dong. I think dong. So okay, that would so would you use this uh, X-ray vision to to look through guys' pants and see what's going on there? Maybe a little bit, yeah. I think X, to me when I said X-ray vision, I wasn't thinking pervy. Oh, I, I immediately kind of went pervy. Like, I was thinking like look through walls and stuff. Oh, I I I'm not even joking. I never considered that possibility at all. Immediately, <laughs> I go to like going through guys' clothing. Of course, you do. <laughs> that would be the only thing I did. People would be like, oh, Joe, you have x-ray vision. Um, uh, what's going on in the next house? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Did you, have, you ever, have you ever done that? No. You're like, didn't you wear those underwear yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> um, Joey, what's up? Uh, what else is up in LA? What's up with you? Okay, so I'm going to tell a story. And I'm going to say this. I'm, go- I'm not going uh, <laughs> to... 
I'm going to be very vague on this person's name, but you can easily figure out if you listen to old episodes. So if you're a new listener, sorry, uh, this will encourage you to listen to old episodes. Uh, if you are a careful listener of the old episodes, or if you figured out in previous episodes who I'm talking about, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. I'll By use the this- way, I, I will tell you, I listened, I'm sorry, I watched an episode of a sitcom last night that I'm catching up on the earlier seasons of. Yeah. And the person you're about to talk to was a guest on that episode. Is that weird that I knew you were going to tell the story and that happened? How did you know I was going to tell the story? Well, no, I didn't know you were going to tell the story. I knew the story was going to happen. If you I'm, did? You and I talked last night and you're like, ugh, oh. this this <laughs> might happen, but I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather do I'm, dishes. I want to. I want. I want to pull all the clean dishes out of the cupboard and clean them instead. Of I would them. complain to anyone who would listen. Um, uh, oh, what sitcom was it? Uh, the Goldbergs. Oh, was he on there? Yeah. You know what's so funny is I've told my parents so many times, like. Um, in a very nice way, I, you know, because sometimes uh, I'll see that they're watching them. Like, for instance, one time they were watching a movie that he was in. And I said, uh, listen, I, I I know that guy. I used to uh, be romantically involved with him. I don't say, like, you know, I've skull fucked him or anything. Yeah. And they go, eh, they're not impressed at all. They don't even care. And and they don't you don't, you don't think that they would, like, uh, like, try and register, like, oh, that's a person. Like, so they, my parents are huge fans of the Goldbergs. Huge, gigantic Number one fans of the Goldbergs. That means they, they've seen multiple movies with this guy in it, and they've seen the Goldbergs, and um, they're not like, oh, there's a guy that uh, my son had sex with. <laughs> they never. Think Maybe that. you should tell your story. Anyway, we're, I, I think we're kind of running on assuming that I knew what you were going to talk about, but. There are other people listening at this point. So I used to be romantically involved with this guy. We'll call him Nate. Dane Cook. (laughs) I know. I should make it aspirational. Oh, I would love to have sex with... I would love to have sex with Dane Cook. Ew, really? Oh, Mike. Dane Cook or this person? Oh, Dane Cook twice. Yeah. But... (laughs) Um... But this person is not my type at all. He's closer to your type than mine. He was so cute when I first... He was so cute. He was so, you need so to come cute. up with a name. What are we calling him? Nate. Nate. Zach Efron. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so Nate and I were more romantically involved before. In fact, I figured it out eight years ago, right? Okay. And um, since then, uh, it it fizzled. Well, he actually was very just like I don't want anything to do with you, kind of thing, right? Yeah. And I was oh my god, Mike. I was so in love with him. I, it was so funny that at the time I denied it, you know, but I, I'm telling you, I was in love with him. I was so upset, you know, when it ended. And I mean, the official story that I give is kind of true. Like, it just didn't work out. Is that like, um, I did, I didn't like that he is in, he's still in the closet. I didn't like, I, I hate his friends and I hate his life and I hate everything about uh him but his sense of humor actually no i actually do think he's funny i'll give him that i do think he's like funny. his stand-up you think is funny his if early did, his, if, hypothetically his early, if he did stand up his early <laughs> <laughs> his early stand-up is very funny i do think okay. his early stand-up is very funny um in fact one of the you know it's almost like a set piece moment in a romantic comedy one of the ro- most romantic 
things we ever did was one time, this is when we were first like courting each other. And we were both at the improv and the showroom was empty and we snuck in there and snuck in. We walked in and we walked in and um, it was like, you know, one of those moments would be a cute music playing and be like, oh, why don't you do a comedy show just for me? And he went up on stage and started like, I don't remember if he was telling jokes. And I started like heckling him from the audience and it was just very cute. But um, anyway, the point is. He he broke my heart. Oh, my God. I was so devastated when it ended because, I don't know, I just was. And I used to, like, on purpose, like, show up to the improv to see if I would bump into him, you know. And I would I would sometimes. And uh, I don't know. It was really sad. Cut to now, eight years later, I wish I could talk to that person. I wish I could talk to 2007 Joe and go, look, in eight years, you're going to be trying to find excuses to like avoid him so you're gonna start yeah. you're gonna stop going to the improv so you don't run into him <laughs> you know but it's such an impossible thing to say eight years ago that had things been different like who knows like what if you guys had stayed together if you were together right yeah like and he could be a totally different person and you could be a totally different person it's like a the butterfly wing Oh, yeah, yeah, the butterfly effect. Yeah, I mean, like, let me tell you something. Change one little thing. So he, he'll he go through these moments where he'll just start blowing me up. And so last weekend... Oh, actually, the night of the um, the thing with the Mexican guy, right? Yeah. He started just fucking blowing me up. Blowing the, me the fuck up. He was in Vegas. What's so funny is he was in Vegas for his birthday, right? Mm-hmm. And he's been he's been blowing me up more and more anyway. There's something going on. I think he's feeling like time to settle down and um he was blowing me up and i and i will say i play into it a little bit i like when it's cute oh that's the thing it starts off cute and then because he's a man it goes to super gross and sexual very quickly yeah right i will say and this is a good lesson for everybody out there i know he has the new iphone because he sent us a picture of his junk and the resolution is too good where it's like actually looks gross you're like, Ugh. <laughs> like, I never knew that vein was there, you know. Yeah, the coloring so, is too perfect, Mike. It's it? too gross. I'm, I'm, you know, what? I'm gonna forward it to you later. No, I really don't want to see it. A hundred percent, I don't want to see it. <laughs> so, cut to ding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, so he wasn't getting back from Vegas until Tuesday. Okay. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's hook up Thursday, right? And then just as Thursday started to come, Tuesday, fucking Wednesday, was blowing me up, like, oh, yeah. And he just says really gross 14-year-old boy things. Yeah. And I was just, Mike, I was getting sick to my stomach. I was getting sick. But I think, like, at one point, was that endearing to you? Like, is has that changed? Like, it's not like he started doing that. Okay. It grosses me out. He he's still he's still living in a 2007 world. Mm-hmm. I'm in a 2015 world, and I'm grossed out by it. So I was like trying to find a way to get out of it because he was like, "See you tomorrow night," you know. And I was like, "Ugh." And Mike, I'm not even joking. I won't say who, but I called a friend who I knew had Viagra and or Cialis, and I was like, "Dude." You're going to need to hook me up because I'm going to need to go through with this. Mike, and I'm not even joking. I was telling people it was like a scheduled date rape. I, 
Because I was. I don't understand though. Like, if I'm in that situation, and it's so awful that I need the assistance from drugs, I'd be like, you know what? I'm just not going to do it. Well, that's. This is why my female friend said it was a date rape. Was I was the my female friend said the same thing, and I was like, I know, but I just sort of feel like I've had sex with him. I'll just leave me alone. Like, like I can, didn't want to do it, but I felt like well, if I just do this, if I just finish it tonight, he'll leave me alone. He'll get over it, and he'll leave me alone. You can also just, like, start ignoring him or say, and you've never done that. You could just say, hey, I'm not interested anymore. Well, because I always get How tricked. I always get tricked. When he's being cute, I'm super interested. You know? Um, but then it turns into, like... I want you to fucking fill my hole with cum and drill your fucking dick inside of me and just eat my boy pussy. Stop. Mike, Mike, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. That's all I'm showing you what you have to do. You say, stop. Well, it was last night and. um, How'd it go? Well, (laughs) (laughs) my, he just drained my balls from all that cum that I had left over. Oh, God. Okay. So, anyway, um, I. Poor. Opie Poe man can't be walking on the beach during this story. <laughs> so, anyway, a uh, friend of uh, we have a mutual friend, Nate and I do, and that mutual friend was like, "Look, there's a big baseball game on tonight, <laughs> and a big football game. Odds are he's gonna get drunk and he's gonna forget." Because oh, Nate's a huge sports fan, and he's like, "Too, just say you were at the Dodger game and that you got drunk and that you're just stuck at the parking lot, right?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, perfect. But luckily, I think he got drunk and passed out because he never texted. So, whew, like, crisis avoided. Cut to, I spent all night, like, sad that he didn't text me. <laughs> oh, he never texted me. I think there is a bit of, there's some weirdness in this whole story. Because what? if somebody was just, like, disgusting to you, uh, you're there's something you're getting out of this. Like, you do enjoy... Well, the text look, when it first comes in. It, you do well, yeah, they're very that. cute at first. Let me tell you this. On some level, and I'm going to be gross here. There is a gross side of me. On some level, I don't want to burn that bridge because who knows when I'll need it again. Does that make sense? That's the gross side of me. And that's, that's gross, sort of yeah, but I get it. That's sort of the political play. So like if it, if it was a person who wasn't successful in comedy or show business or whatever, I'd be like, "Fuck off, loser." <laughs> you know? Right. But and I one- I think I mean, that's just the business that you're in cuz I feel like for some reason when that story has to do with like show business or Hollywood or whatever, yeah. it sounds gross, but like it, I don't know, Jill in accounting probably has some you know at some random yeah. corporation has the same thing where she like hooked up with a guy and she hates she did it but she still wants like that relationship to not be super sour so yeah. that sucks but i think I that's where it. sexual harassment comes in no i don't feel like i'm being sexually harassed but right. i do feel like i don't necessarily want to burn that bridge right hmm. well good story <laughs> what's going on in the bay area mike lawson Joey, listen to this, man. Um, I don't know if you played the video or not, but the most unusual thing about profanity-laced porn playing over a Target store's loudspeaker uh, is that it happened before. Uh, A Target in San Jose had its 
typical Muzak and easy listening soundtrack disrupted on Wednesday by pornography. It was like X-rated moaning. Um, there's a video of it. Did you watch the video at all? You know, I've seen the headline, and I'm af- I'm not even joking. I'm afraid to watch the video. Well, I mean, why? Wait, why? Can I like are there families walking around? They're like, what's going on? Um, it's a super short lit video, and um, the it's a woman who turned it on. You could tell it had been happening for a while. In the background, you see like Target employees scrambling, and there are children in the cart. Um, this one lady, she, um, was there with kids. People offered to help me cover my twins ears. Others threw their stuff down and walked out. Employees were running around everywhere, picking and hanging up phones, which worked for about two minutes before it started again. Um, this one lady said that her three-year-old wanted to know if somebody was hurt because of the like moaning. It sounded like someone was like in pain. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I, what's the craziest part to me is that this is like becoming a thing. So I think it's like disgruntled Wait, target becoming a thing. So this is three times at different targets. Twice at this one, um, porn has been played over um, the loudspeaker. And um, let me get to the quote here. So this is. is oh. Go ahead. Target issued a statement saying, we are actively reviewing the situation with the team to better understand what happened to help ensure that this doesn't happen again. Because this is an active investigation, I'm unable to share additional details, but we want our guests to know that we take this very seriously. So in my opinion, and I don't know that this is true, disgruntled employees and copycats are doing this, right? Will you be playing porn music over your diabetes podcast? I'm not disgruntled. Oh, that's true. Okay. That was such a reach. It took me a really long time to connect the dots. (laughs) But um, the video's worth watching if you see it. It's not that bad. Um, I should play porn sounds while you're doing this story. It's so weird. I think um, somebody... Should I play gay porn sounds or straight porn sounds? Somebody commented and said... They actually don't think the three-year-old... There's a three-year-old crying in the video. I don't think the three-year-old really is crying because it's like, oh, my God, porn sounds. It's like more frightening to see adults panicking and running while this, like, the noise change. You know what I mean? Like, it's just weird. But. Wouldn't it be funny if the video, there's, like, everyone's panicking and running except this one creepy guy is just sitting there like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, like, nodding his head and, like, rubbing his package. Um, so I, I don't know. What do you think about this? Would you be upset at Target if this happened? No. And you were there at with the, your at the Target Corporation? Yeah. No. I think, it's not uh, their fault, right? No. Some lunatic at their store did it. It actually, you know what though? I'll be honest with you. They should have stores where it's adults only and they just play porn sounds. I think I'd buy more shit. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I would, I would think that'd be so fucking hot that then to hear like, love love will keep us together that's more offensive to me than uh, porn sounds <laughs> um what's up in la i saw this porn yeah, this uh, this morning actually and I, I can't decide if it was hot or not this is not what's happening in la um it was this guy in a mall parking lot he's actually a good look a good looking guy and he's filming himself jack off okay and every time a car passes he like freaks out and puts his dick away right yeah. But then this car comes in and you never see 
who the guy is, but the guy a guy approaches the car and he just the guy the our, our hero who was jacking off our jack off hero just like immediately knows what to do and pulls his pants down and the guy just rogers him right there. What? Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's real. It's not. It's yeah. You can tell it's stuff. real. It's real. Yeah, I'll tell you why it's real. Halfway through the goddamn video, the cell phone falls. Right, and you're like, he's like, he they just keep going. Yeah. Like, Ugh. Anyway, Mike, a family members in Luverne were detained and handcuffed inside their own home for 30 minutes before police realized they were in the wrong spot. CBS LA reports that police responded to a burglary call in Laverne Saturday afternoon and were dispatched to an address on Price Drive. Resident Donna Napoli told KCAL that Laverne police officers responded, they didn't respond, they opened the front door to her home without any warning and yelled at her to put her hands on her head. He had his gun drawn and was aiming it at my head, Napoli said. Then, police marched Napoli and her 14-year-old son, who was making pancakes at the time, outside along the house and handcuffed them. In video captured on a cell phone, you can hear Napoli saying, They invaded our privacy! And additional footage from a security camera shows the officers heading into the houses with their guns drawn. Half an hour passed until the police realized they were in the wrong spot. Napoli said she's meeting with the chief of the Laverne Police Department and will be filling, uh, filling, will be filing a complaint. Mike Lawson, my question to you. Do you think it really took the police 30 minutes to realize that the kid making pancakes isn't robbing the house? You know what? It's so funny that you say that, because I actually then went and watched the KKL9 news story. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking, like, what is going on? Because they show the security camera footage. You think they'd figure it out in one minute. But in the, and they kind of mentioned this in the story. There was a half an hour long process where they handcuffed them, and then they, like, walked them out, and they sat them on a wall for half an hour. They sat there with handcuffs on, right, on a wall. That's it's so crazy. Weird. In their own neighborhood where people are like, Well, oh. I, I saw the house. It's even crazier than that. So... It's like, you know those, I don't know what you call them, like, not duplexes, but those places where, like, you know what, kind of like the place you lived in Garden Grove, but smaller. Like, only four apartments, but around a center courtyard, and they were just one of the apartments. And the apartment that it was, was literally right next door. You remember where the prostitute (laughs) lived in your Garden Grove apartment? The woman you knew who was a prostitute? It was like, if that was the house. So it wasn't like it was like a, a whole house away, it was like right there. How are they not figuring that out? <laughs> Meanwhile, those the people that are burglarizing that place are like slowly just walking away, <laughs> pointing at them. They went that way. Remember, Mike? You, I just remember this right now. This is a memory I have not had in over ten years. Can you believe this? Remember at your old place in Garden Grove, there was an old Vietnamese man who would sit in a chair by the entrance. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and his daughter would be playing the piano all the time. Yeah, he wasn't that old. Um, but he would, he would like wear boxer shorts and a wife beater and smoke, and sit outside and smoke. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought about those people either in a really long time. Yeah, isn't that weird? I, for some reason, when I was thinking about the prostitute that lived next to you, I was like, oh wait, there used to be a guy. Cause I'm all, he'd, he'd know what the, what was going on there. Yeah. He sat in that chair and smoked the whole time. Um, do you think he still lives there? You know he still lives there, Mike. That's the sad thing. You know, do you think who do you? How many people do you think still live there? Did anybody cute ever live there? I'm trying to remember. Uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your roommate that used to play the porn really loudly. Um, yeah, Jeremy. Um, it wasn't a 
it was a lot of families. There weren't a lot of like young people. And you know I never I mean? saw was, anyone in the pool. They had a pool, but I never saw anyone in there. Well, it was closed like nine months out of the year because our racist apartment manager said that Vietnamese people will wash their children in it if he leaves it open. So he would lock it nine months out of the year for that. It's crazy. Anyway, what yeah. else is going on in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? Joey, this is an interesting one. I kind of pulled it because I just want to talk about it. It's not really a great news story. Um, for starters, the it's all written in the first person. I've been having trouble sleeping. I could blame work and stress and capitalism, but I think mostly it's due to bug bites I acquired Sunday night when I gathered a group of local misandries <laughs> to worship the super pl- okay the what? story is basically this this is just a really awful awful news story um doze sf is a new san francisco company that offers 25 minute naps in a high tep high tech nap pod for 20 20 bucks a pop um and i just want to talk about that they're just close to getting securing enough funding because these pods cost over eleven thousand dollars each what um, but you rent them out for twenty dollars for twenty mi- twenty five minute naps, um, and I was curious if you would do that. <laughs> but I don't. This is such a San Francisco thing. Um, I've seen these things in Japan. I think they feel like they originate in Japan and Tokyo. Here's the deal: if I'm gonna have a solid nap, I need at least two hours, not to sleep. But it takes me like fifteen minutes to get to sleep, then an hour and a half to sleep, and then like fifteen minutes to like just get my shit together. And yeah. so I, I wouldn't pay twenty dollars for twenty minutes. I couldn't do it. You, I would get in for twenty minutes later. I'd be barely in the bed and be be done. Basically, what you do is uh, for those that are trying to imagine this, um, you show up, you take off your shoes if you want. You lie in a pod, you put on these noise-canceling headphones, press a button, and then the privacy dome slides shut and automatically closes you in. A female voice says, energy pod activated, enjoy your metro nap. And a friendly artificial intelligence interface named Max takes you on a tour of the globe until you find yourself back in reality. Okay, Mike, we all know what people are going to use this for. Sexing? No, you can't, you can't fit more than one person in there. It could be yeah. people jacking off. No, I don't think so because the way that the privacy dome works is it basically covers your torso, and so from the waist down, you're just sitting in, an, uh, in the room. Well, that's why that's why people that's why they did it because they don't want people jacking off in there. You know, it's yeah. what it is. That you're like, uh, we just dudes are gross. They'll start jacking off. Yeah, just go to the bathroom at that point. Like you don't have to do it. So why am I going to spend twenty dollars to have a twenty-five minute uh, version of soaring over California? Yeah, I don't really get it. Um, I have no interest in it. I feel like for me, if I schedule a nap, I either a don't get to sleep or b don't enjoy it. Naps to me have to be very spontaneous. It's like, oh, I'm reading something. You know what? I have time to close my eyes. I'll close my eyes. But if I actually schedule out a nap, I never fall asleep. I'll tell you what I do. I can schedule a nap. I have to go. Yeah, I have to go to the bed. I have to read for a little bit, and then it'll it'll happen within twenty minutes, and I'll fall asleep. Okay, and then but I need the full time. I need the ninety minutes, which I know people go. That's way too long to nap, and you do. You wake up, and it feels like someone sucked your soul out through your nose with a straw. But here's what I do: I eat a pickle. I eat a pickle or something like vinegary and salty, and my soul comes back immediately this really? is the joe batanz tip yep 
I've never heard of that in my life. I made it up, but I still do it, and it works. It somehow jolts me back into reality. You know what's weird is for the past, um, like, week and a half? No, actually a week to the day because I got, um, on our last episode, I remember talking about Instacart. So I got um, some garlic hummus and, like, a big bag of, like, broccoli florets. Is that what they're called? Yeah. That sounds weird to say for some reason. But I got this um, stuff. It's like a really garlicky hummus, though. Mm -hmm. And I have been, for breakfast, doing just a little scoop of the garlic hummus uh, and using the broccoli to kind of dip it in, raw broccoli. Yeah. And there's something very refreshing about having that for breakfast. It's kind of a kick in the ass that kind of gets you going. I'm with you. I Let's write a book. I'm, I'm, you know, just a little tip here. I uh, once went to a raw food cooking class with my friend of the show, Mercedes. <laughs> What's so funny about that? Raw food cooking class. You know, I know that's how funny. I know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and the guy is a lunatic who uh, who, was, but he's a really good raw food chef. And uh, one of the things he was saying because you eat his broccoli and it didn't taste raw. It tasted almost kind of cooked, like perfectly cooked. And mm-hmm. what he did was he would. Um, Soak it in water and then freeze it and right. then thaw it. And when you did that, it basically gave it the same texture as cooking it. Because that's what ice crystals do. Is they said, that's why you shouldn't refreeze meat after you've cooked it. And it, it, the ice crystals puncture all the – you lose all the um, liquid in the meat. So uh, I'm like, oh, that's an interesting – I've never done it, but this is what that's what he said he did. So, Huh. I don't mind raw broccoli. I think it's great. So, oh, Well, then there you go. Never mind. Thanks for the tip I'll never use. You're welcome. Mike <laughs> How about Joey? What's up with you? Any Lamar Odom news? Yeah, actually, funny that you say that. According to TMZ, Lamar Odom was found unconscious this week at Dennis Hoff's Love Ranch South, a brothel in Pahrump, Nevada. Odom was taken to a nearby hospital and intubated. The 35-year-old basketball player who reportedly has a history of drug abuse reportedly spent several, not reportedly in this story, spent several days by himself at the Love Ranch beginning on Saturday. A source told TMZ that Odom was taking an herbal Viagra substitute. See, my, I'm not even joking. I was really afraid with my uh, story when I took the Viagra. I've never done, have you ever done Viagra, Cialis or anything? No, like no. I was afraid Wait, of my, uh, did you actually do it? No, I never picked it up because it never oh. happened. But I'm, I was afraid that, uh... I would become Lamar Odom. The brothel's owner, Hoff, told TMZ that a woman went into Odom's VIP suite and found him unconscious. After calling 911, the manager rolled Odom over and found mucus-type liquid. <laughs> That's what you usually expect to find at a brothel. Come, oh, coming out of his nose and mouth. Oh, well, for the gay brothel, that still wouldn't be shocking. Odom is reportedly being airlifted from the hospital in Pahrump to one in Las Vegas. It is worth noting that TMZ has an uneven record on celebrity health. It does? Um, now, I do know that there's an update. You know, there's been, this has been all over the news, and there have been stories about how Khloe Kardashian's at his side, and blah, 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 blah. But right before we recorded, I saw an update that he'd opened his eyes and spoken. Uh, people don't know what, to what degree he's conscious, and to, they don't know what he's saying. Some reports say he's asking for his children, but uh, but I think they can confirm that he's um, uh, he's at some level of consciousness right now. Thank you. Anyway, Mike Lawson, my question to you. Do you think Lamar Odom is hot? Um, hold on one second. Ask that again, but give me one second. I have to respond to this real quick. Love. Love will keep us together. You know, I use that song. I actually don't hate that song. Think of me, babe, whenever. 
Some sweet something terrible come along. I know that's the, the I know that the words sound like that. It must be some wait. I'm gonna keep us together. Think of me, babe, whatever. So I to me I would guess that the words are some sweet talking thing comes around. He wants to go down and suck on your cock, but don't don't you let her don't I think you know better. Dun 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 we'll keep us together. You know Cameron's um stupid girlfriend is the niece of um of uh Tennille, Tony Tennille. She's uh Tony Tennille's niece, Cameron's stupid girlfriend. So I actually want love break up cat and Cameron. Well, I'm not doing any other songs here. Because I actually don't mind the song Love Will Keep Us Together. So what song would actually... Oh, you know what song I legitimately hate? I legitimately hate the song is... Black Hole Sun, won't you come and wash away the rain? Black Hole Sun. That would make me run and scream from Target. I'm not even joking. I'd rather listen to porn music than listen to Black Hole Sun. I also hate... um, there's another song. Let me go with a female. Yes? Lamar Odom is okay looking. I mean, he's not at the top of my list, but he's not at the bottom either. He, he I was like shocked every- that he's only 35. Yeah, totally. <laughs> 45. He's like a year older than me. I know. Isn't that sad? He's he like four years older than like me. He looks like my father's age. I know. Doesn't he? Yeah. Um. There's so many brothel jokes. Oh, really? Um, like what? Like, um, did you know if the they say if you build a brothel, they will come? <laughs> Why am I laughing at that? That's so stupid. And another one is um, maybe. Oh God, that's an awful one. Well, maybe um, he just wanted to go out with a bang. Oh, uh, there you go. There it is. You know, uh, I didn't know. I, I don't know why this story wasn't in my feed. I forgot about how uh, somebody got shot in front of the comedy store this week. All the comics were talking about it. Uh, like there was this guy in line at the comedy store and a guy in a hood just legitimately just walked up to this guy, shot him six times in the chest, asked him where he was from, and Richard ran away. And then the guy took off. <laughs> That's awful. Did he really get shot six times in the chest? Yeah. Oh yeah, and then, so it was clearly one guy. It was, like, one was, guy, like, it was clearly it was a hit. It was such a hit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of thoughts about this Lamar Odom story. I think um, one thing Steve and I were talking about it, and I was like, "Well, did you see this Kardashian showed up at the hospital and she with had the camera, camera crew. crew? Yeah, yeah." And he was like, "Well, maybe this is like context um, contractually, she's like obligated to have them come with her wherever she goes for or whenever something, or something big happens. Maybe when yeah. they have something big happens, they're like, you have to just do it." Yeah. Um, it sucks, but you know. I hear that uh, she did uh, pay for his family to all fly out to see him. Well, I certainly hope so. They fucking have more money than God for... You know what's funny is they have more money than God. And the one thing you can say about Kim Kardashian, at least she she fucked that guy on camera. You know what I'm saying? Like, what did Chloe do? Be her sister? Love. 
Love will keep us together. Um, cool. What do you got going on next week, Joey? Well, I don't have a lot going on next week, but this is a perfect spot to tell everybody, all of our wonderful friends who are listening out there in podcast land, that I'm coming out with a brand new podcast. It has no title and no official format yet, but... <laughs> but and maybe we'll record it and maybe no, we've we won't. We've already done a test episode. It's with myself, uh, my writing partner and friend, Shannon, who doesn't want her last name used, and uh, also... Really? Uh, yeah, she doesn't want her last name. I don't know why. Okay. okay, look. So, Mike, you know this. Shannon and I were on a podcast together before. Yeah. Okay, before you and I got together. And she was very not happy with her name being used on there. because. But that one, I thought it was weird, but it made sense because we were talking about it. It was like this show, right? Personal story. And she doesn't really yeah. like sharing her personal life. This, this show, I formatted it so it wouldn't be about her personal life, and now she's just on the fence about her name. I think she'll come okay. around and use her name. But right now, yeah. well, you know what I'll just do? I'll just do a thing where I just make up a name for her, right? Like Shannon Campbell... Okay, that's what I'm going to do. So my friend Shannon Campbell, myself, and uh, podcaster Adam Burns, we're on a show where we're going to dissect news stories. But here's the deal, guys. There's news stories, but it's really an excuse just to talk. So we recorded the first test show. I really like it. And so what we're going to do, if Mike, if it's okay with you, is we're going to release the test episode this week on the feed for Catching Up. So you're going to see a show... An extra show this week uh, with it's the test show for this. I would love to know what you guys think of the show. Hit me up on Facebook or email me at Joe at wait, email me at Joe at cupodcast.com. Please tell me your thoughts. Please give me your advice. It's a test show. We had fun doing it. We want to do it again. We would love. And if you have any ideas for a title, please let us know too. Uh, well, Mike Lawson, what do you have going on next week? Well, I have one more week at this job, so it's going to be a lot of that stuff. Um, also, one of my high school classmates died, uh, two days ago, or yesterday. From what? I don't know yet, but it seems really tragic. I mean, she's my age, so, Mm -hmm. um, one of my good friends who lives in San Francisco was, like, really close with her. I wasn't close with her The one you banged? Um, when I was a kid, yeah. But, um, (laughs) when, uh, got me all off track. Oh, I wasn't close with her at all. We, but we were had a lot of common friends. So she didn't send beef um, jerky to the troops, did she? No. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm gonna go hang out with him this week uh, for sure. I'm also gonna start this Star Wars marathon that I'm gonna do. I'm gonna yeah. watch them episode one through the last one, mm-hmm. six. Yeah. And uh, I'm doing that so that I can enjoy the movie this Christmas when it comes out, the new Star Wars movie. Yeah. And, Joey, I also wanted to read this little post we got on Facebook from Joseph Lawn. He said, hey, guys, I'm a new listener to Catching Up but not yet current. I started a couple weeks ago, and I'm already on episode 105. I have about four hours of train time a day, which allows for plenty of podcasts. And it turns out Foul Monkey's... Um, co-host roger recommended this show so thank you roger thank you joseph um if you guys want to post on our facebook we're at facebook.com slash cu podcast we're also on twitter at cu podcast and you could call our listener and line at 510-239-7798 and leave us a voicemail so well, also, i wanted to say all that yeah and also if, if foul monkeys is recommending us guys go check out fall monkeys yes they don't shut the fuck up about mariah carey or um <laughs> 
And this Roger thinks that the guy on cereal is innocent. And he has a friend named Pookie. And uh, Ricky's married to a Latino guy. And for some reason, Roger thinks Chicago has better tacos than L.A. But despite all those things, except for uh, Ricky being married to a Latino guy, uh, you should check out their show, Foul Monkeys, and you can get that on iTunes and uh, any kind of podcast. Totally. Yeah. Cool. Well, nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.